We are clothed with an absolute stunning robe. We are given shoes and ring, and it's the you will be treated forever gloriously in the kingdom of God Almighty. So I'm just telling you, it's amazing what this topic and passage is today. And so we set this up this summer, and as we're walking through prayer, what we're lined up to talk about today is the heart of the Father. We're talking about what it means for our God to care for us and how he is an example to us of how we can be fathers in this world. And the plan for the passage today is that we're going to be talking through what it is to have prodigal sons, prodigal children in our home, maybe friends who are drifting away from Christ, and how do we storm the throne of grace on their behalf? Lord, give me your heart, the Father's heart. So today is all about the heart of Dad, our Heavenly Father, and how we can learn from Him and how we can be a father in this world. My dad did such a great job in loving into my life. And man, this is just a little bit of a moment of a celebrate of who he is, but man, a massive celebrate of all that our Heavenly Father is. As we dive in today, this is who is my God. And all of God's people said, all right, so here we go. Turn with me, if you will, to Luke chapter 15, starting in verse 11. Luke 15, starting in verse 11. How do I handle it? When one of my loved ones is drifting away, when they maybe are wanting nothing to do with Christ, or worse yet, they're just digging into whatever this world has to offer and it's tearing them down. How do I handle it? Here we go. Point number one, hold loosely, love passionately. Hold loosely, love passionately. So we start out in this passage, just a little bit of context. Jesus is making clear to him, here's what the kingdom is like. And he's beginning to walk through who the Father is, his love for us, and what the kingdom welcoming is going to be like. So here we go. Jesus saying this, he said, and he said, there was a man who had two sons and the younger of them said to his father, give me the share of the property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all that he had, and he took a journey into a far country, and there he squandered his property in reckless living. We'll just hold right there. He said, there was a man who had two sons. He's dad. He knows these kids. He loves these kids. They're working together on the farm. He is father to two kids, and Man, I just wrote this down as I was reflecting this week. Parenting, it comes with so much joy and so much vulnerability. And all of God's parents said, dude, it comes with so much joy, so much vulnerability. You want the best for your kids. You long for them to have just the pinnacle of everything. You hope for them to know Christ with all they've got, to not get trapped in this world and there's so much vulnerability as our kids grow up and make decisions and walk it through as we pray them along a journey. We have a dad who had two sons. As we walk the remainder of this passage, what we're going to be doing today as we walk it through is watch the heart of this dad. This is what Christ is teaching about the kingdom. Here we go. 
It says, then the younger son of them said to his father, give me the share of the property that is coming to me. The younger one said, give me. Command form. Told his dad, like, this is the way I want it. You do this. Bossed his dad around and commanded his dad to hand over. Give to me the share of the property that is mine. This is equal to one of two things. Either he's saying, dad, it's clear you're getting along in years. It's clear you're not able to really handle it, hand it over, or even worse, dad, it's like you're gone to me. You're just no longer on this earth as far as I'm concerned. Give me the inheritance. Whichever one, it's absolutely horrifying and it's absolutely selfish. As he began to say, hand it over. And I just want to tell you, this crushes my heart that someone would choose to trade off dad for cash. No way in the world I would be in that position. And right now, I'm just telling you, man, make sure you love the relationships you have. Make sure you love your, your parents. As a father, make sure you love into your kids. Value the relationship, not the inheritance. And all of God's people said, Dude, this kid is missing it massively as he goes after it. Just grasp the hurtfulness of this request to the father's heart. Just grasp how cold it is, the request he's hearing. It says, and the father decided to divide his property between them. He divided his property between them, which means most likely the dad was kind of saying, I am getting along in years, most likely. If he was younger and able to handle everything, there would have been a little different conversation, but he is probably at this point saying, yeah, it, it is going to be time soon, and you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and do this. He ends up making this decision with a deep hurt and with a deep breath, he begins to divide the property between them. And I'm just telling you, when we wrestle with our kids and they're going through heartache decisions, decisions we wish they would not do, we have to be very careful how we handle it. As they're adults, wrestling with adult decisions, we've got to be careful along the way. I just wrote these words down. Maybe three things to keep in mind when we deal with our kids making a bad decision. First, care without control. Care without control. As they are adults, man, make sure that's care without control. As they are three-year-olds, you control the way all you need to. And all of God's parents said, man, we manage as they're younger, but as they grow up and they have the rights and the abilities as adults, we do have to reflect on that. Care with control, being able to, without control, being careful along the way. Here's the second one, man, allow adult choices. Allow adult choices. It's hurtful. It makes you vulnerable. Where we have high fear, we will usually enter high control. So just be careful. Pray it through and be cautious. The third one I have is pray. Pray persistently. Pray hopefully. And there's so many more steps we could give, but that's at least three to start with. Care without control. Allow those adult decisions and pray with all you've got. May God get all the glory. This dad, allowing the adult decision, he divides the property up 
and he lets him go. It says, not many days later, the younger son gathered all that he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. He squandered, meaning he spent it on wild, sinful decisions. We're going to see a little bit of those described later on in the passage. Massively selfish, massively sinful. It was all foolishness. I'm going after what feels good right now. That's what he was going. That's squandering. Spending it away on anything that feels good. Reckless, meaning it was hurting his body. It was hurting his soul. And it was hurting his wealth. It was hurting his joy. It was absolutely reckless living. These are huge sinful choices with self-centeredness at the middle. And he has gone away. He gathered all that he had. He took a journey into a far country. Everybody say far country. Right? He'd gone to Gentile lands. He's left his home. He's left his Jewish um, parenting. He's left his Jewish family. He's left the rest of all that he knows. He's taken his money. He's gone to Gentile lands and he's living it worldly, willfully, selfishly, recklessly. And it's tearing him up. It says, and when he had spent everything, everybody say, all gone. When he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. A severe famine rose up. No longer was he able to, to fend for himself. No longer could he feed himself. No longer could anybody else come around and really help him. Everybody was in dire straits. There was a famine across the land where he was at, and while he had gotten used to leaning on himself and it was working out, it is not working out now. And he's ending up in a deep, deep struggle. Everything is dried up financially and in foods and crops. And please hear me. If you are in one of those spots where you have been running wildly, going away from Christ, going away from parents, going in a way that is tearing you down and tearing fam down. Please hear me. Now is the time to bring it to a close. Watch what he learns and what he does. Now is the time to say, it's done. I'm coming home to my father, both earthly and heavenly. It says, so he went and hired himself out He's like, I'll try to survive over here where I'm at. He went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. Now, we just have to remember, this is a Jewish kid, man. So there's a response we have to have, right? And when you end up hearing this, this is like, it's gross on every level. It's filthy, they're dirty, it's horrible. They're also unclean animals from the Old Testament. It's breaking the law. It is horrible on every level. He's working for a Gentile. He's working with pigs. The appropriate Jewish answer is, oh, that's the answer. What is the answer? Yeah, give it with more venom. Ready? What's the answer? Okay, get ready. Now you're ready for the read. Here we go. It says, so he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. Now we're getting a little bit. It's that bad. 
Right? Like, you got to be kidding me. Jaw dropping. Have you ever worked on a pig farm? Some of you have. Do you own a pig farm? I apologize greatly. We love you. We love bacon. We love ham. We love all of that, right? Man, it is rough. Pig farms are, have you driven past a pig farm? That is rough, man. Heavy, heavy smell. It is something to deal with the filth and the gross and the horrible. It is nasty at every level. It says, and he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate. And no one gave him anything. He is feeding filthy pigs pods. And they're pushing each other around and making all kinds of grunting sounds as they're sucking up these pods. And as he's throwing them in, he's realizing, I'm starving. Like, maybe I could eat this. And here's what I love. It doesn't say, and he fed himself on the pods. Everybody say it doesn't say that. Like there was something inside of him that's like, no, not that. Like either the pods were too gross or the pigs are too unclean or, or something inside of him is lighting up or he's, all of a sudden he's got integrity. He's working for another guy and he's not going to do that to his pigs and their farm. Whatever it is, for some reason, a little bit of integrity just kicked in. And he's like, I wish... Man, this would be great if, and I'm starving, and I'm needing to survive. What am I doing in the midst of it? He's in a world of hurt, and he's coming to rock bottom. Man, many here today in this service, online, you have kids that are hurting, they're rock bottom. Maybe they're not quite to rock bottom. And your heart breaks every time you talk. And you're longing for them to come to know the Lord in a rich, freeing way. You're longing for them to come to you and just be done and bring it home. And we have a privilege to represent the Heavenly Father. And we have a privilege to represent His heart in this horrific, broken world. So if you have friends or family that are struggling, where they're trying to survive in the world's way, man, may we bring a tender, caring, not controlling, prayerful, longing for them to come home to the Lord. Are you ready to love with open arms with all you've got? May God be represented well in your home and in your life as you call them to Jesus Christ gently. May God get all the glory. And all of God's people said, point number two, pray Pray persistently, look hopefully. Pray persistently, look hopefully. It says, but when he came to himself, I love that. 
I picture it as he still has the pods in his hand and the filth of pigs all over him. When he came to himself, had to be one of those moments where you're doing this and you're like, I just can't. Man, this looks so good. I what am I doing? That moment, the what am I doing? When he came to himself and realized this is absolutely ridiculous. I just described it this way, rock bottom. It's when survival instincts finally outweigh pride. That's rock bottom. When survival instincts finally outweigh pride. Man, as we pray, as we thunder the throne of grace for those who we're hurting for, may we just be praying, Lord, may survival instincts kick in and may they now outweigh the pride. May they see the value in coming to you. Man, if you are one of those on the run, time to listen to the survival instincts. Time to turn it to the king. May he get all the glory. May we give it to him with all we have. Rock bottom. It's a survival instinct call out. He said to himself, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish with hunger? I'm starving. My dad is wealthy beyond measure. His servants are doing better than me. They're full. They're comfortable. I will arise. I will go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. By the way, never have I heard a better repentance sentence than that. To start out with, I have sinned against heaven. God, I've wronged you. God, I've gone the wrong direction. God, I've made it all about me. God, I've made it all about selfishness and sinfulness. I have sinned against heaven. Ready? And I've sinned against you. I've hurt you. I'm so sorry for how wrong it is and for how much hurt I brought. I love this rehearsed statement that he's got. He's like, I fully get it. He's got a proper view of sin. And man, he's got a proper apology to his family and to his dad. Powerful. He says, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Okay, now he's getting a little bit over the top. Here's the reality. We never violate our ability to be son because of something we don't do wrong or right. Now he's going as far as saying, I'll hurt myself. You know how when we start feeling so bad about ourselves that we're willing to inflict extra levels of pain? Like at that level is where he's at. And really you could say, well, I mean, if he declared his dad as gone, then maybe that's, and that's not it at all. He's wrong in what he's saying. We're going to see how the father responds to it. But he's like, look, I'm just not worthy. You deserve so much more. I'm done with the sin, and I'm done with the selfishness. He said, treat me as your hired servant. This is his rehearsal, remember. He's like, I'm just not worth it. Just let me work for you, and let me have bread and not be hungry. His survival instinct's kicking in. The shame that he's got inside is beating himself down, right? That's what shame does. It beats us down. We start talking poorly of ourselves. And then we start taking more than what needs to be taken as we get punitive along the way. He's starting to beat himself up. 
It says, and he arose and came to his father. He arose and came to his father. Can you imagine that long, hungry walk? I mean, this guy hasn't eaten. This guy hasn't showered. Can you imagine walking past him on the road? How bad that guy smells. This guy's got an odor just coming off of him all over the place. This guy is getting emaciated and small as he's limping along a little weaker with where he's at. Remember, he went a long way off to some Gentile land. He's got to walk all the way back home. There's no bus. There's no car. There's, there's not even a horse to get on. This guy is walking all the way home, starving. Imagine how many times he rehearsed what he would say to his dad as he's coming home. Imagine how many times the pride would well up and you'd be like, this is ridiculous. This is so hard. And you're like, no, this is what it takes to survive. He's going home, rock bottom, exhausted, filthy, starving, and ready to apologize with all he's got. It says, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion on him, and he ran and embraced him and kissed him. I love this moment. The father is out working in the fields with the others. He's doing things out there, and he's been looking to the horizon for years. It says at the end of the passage, it was years. The older son makes it clear. Where he's working, he would look up. No one. And he would work, and he would look up. He's not there. And he would go on for years hoping and praying and looking and wanting and longing. And then one day, he was raking and working and talking, and he looks up. Oh! Oh, that is my son! And he hikes his robe and he hauls across open turf. This is not Jewish cool at all, right? Hikes it, running across, stumbling as he gets there. Filthy, pig-smelling, weak as all get out, throws himself on him and embraces him and pulls him in close, yanks him and gives him a kiss. He is now completely unclean, and he doesn't care at all. This is my son, yes, as he is so thrilled to see him. I want you to know something, that word embrace, that is the same word that is all over the book of Acts that talks about, and the Holy Spirit fell on them and embraced them. This is the Father and the Holy Spirit with you and me, as we come out of this filthy, sin-soaked world and we say, Lord, I am so done. Please forgive me. You are king of the universe. And I am so wrong. I come to you. You are my king. Jesus Christ, you died on the cross and rose again and you are now my God. And the Holy Spirit runs to us and grabs and embraces us and holds us in. Tears running down, massive celebration. For one has come home. And all of God's people said, 
This is the coming home moment. This is the heart of the Father in all of the loss. He grabs him. He feels compassionately. And he ran and embraced him and kissed him. This is your God for you. Man, may this be our hearts for our kids, for our friends. All too often it gets easy to turn to a judgment. Oh, I can't believe you did that. Like you're going to have to hear a little bit of my judgment first before, right? We got to be so careful of that. I just wrote these down. Three choices with our heart when the hurting person comes home. Number one, bitter. I will get even. I'm going to hurt you for how you hurt me. Bitter. And that is a bad choice. Everybody say bad choice. Right? Bitter. The next one, enabling. I just want you to like me. I'll just keep giving you whatever. I'm going to help you to get back into it. And if you go back to the world, fine. I just want you to like me. So I'm just going to keep giving even when it's not helping you and even when it's not necessary or appropriate. Enabling. Bitter and enabling, both bad choices. And then there is forgiving, releasing, celebrating. I want your best. Compassion and joy and a massive embrace. This is the heart of our Father. As we have come home to be saved by Jesus, as those in this world are coming home, setting down the junk and coming home, know this, man, if you have steeped your life in some sinfulness, this is the heart of your Father. That as you come in saying it was wrong, he rushes to you to embrace and pull in. This is your God so forgiving and so willing. This is your king. May we lean on him. May we trust in him. And may we model him in our homes. No bitterness. No enablement. Forgiving along the way and praying for them to find survival kicking over pride, and they come home. May God get all the glory. And all of God's people said, it's a huge deal. Point number three, be prepared. Be prepared to forgive massively like our God forgives us. Be prepared to forgive massively like our God forgives us. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Well, you can say this. He rehearsed it well, right? All the way home, he's rehearsing it. And he gets to this point and he's like, I've got the exact words. And he quotes it off. Father, I've sinned against heaven. And before you, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But... The father said, everybody say, but the father's not listening. The father's embracing. The father is absolutely hugging him close. And the father says, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. 
Like, this is my son. He's home. Do you see this? He's home. He's done. This is my son. He ends up celebrating the restoring of his son. And he's declaring him as family. Man, just so you know, this is you and me with Jesus Christ and God the Father. This is you and me ushered into the kingdom. And as we come home saying, Lord, please, I'm so wrong with my sin. I'm so done with what I've been involved in. You are my king. There is a massive taking in. We are called son and daughter. We are clothed with an absolute stunning robe. We are given shoes and ring, and it's the you will be treated forever gloriously in the kingdom of God Almighty. Jesus is like, this is the kingdom. Welcoming, forgiving, done with the sin. Let's clean you up. You are my kid. I love you. This is our God. And do you know this God? Have you been taught about some God that just judges harshly from a distance? That's not who he is. He's welcoming in, he's embracing on, and he's kissing with all he's got. And now he's clothing him up. He says, and bring the fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. The fattened calf is something that they would save for very special occasions. And the occasion isn't necessarily known, but you save and you wait, and all of a sudden he says, this is it, bust out the fattened calf, my son has come home. We're gonna eat and we're going to celebrate, for this is my son, and he was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to celebrate. And repentance, I just wrote these words, repentance brings mercy, joy, and acceptance. Don't miss the repentance. It is a huge deal. But repentance brings mercy and joy and acceptance. This is our God. Man, as you thunder the throne of grace for your child, for your family member, for your friend, Lord God, give them an amazing understanding of you. Lord, give them a stunning understanding of your love. Lord, help them to know your acceptance and help them to see the sin that has to go. May you get all the glory. He says, bring him the fattened calf and we will celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to celebrate. There was a massive homecoming. There was a huge celebration. And just so you know, this is what we're going to experience when we get home to heaven. When we enter into heaven and there is this massive falling on and embracing of us by God the Father, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, all in this massive love on, this pulling in, clothing up with robes and celebration. There is perfection and the sin is behind. Know this man. This is what my dad tasted of two weeks ago as he was welcomed home into massive homecoming. And I cannot wait to be there. I cannot wait to be celebrating all of us together, sin behind, 
death done, pain gone, robes on. We are his kids forever. This is our God. Amen, man. This is our king, man. He loves with all he's got. He lavishes way more than we deserve. Do you know this, Father? Do you trust this God? May our hearts be softened. May we model him in this broken world. And dude, this world is broken. And all of God's people said, Lord, we take a deep breath and in hurt like you would not believe, we cry out. And we long for you to do your healing forever work. We cannot wait for the homecoming of celebration. And all of Ked's people said, huge. Last, be prepared to have a heart of celebration when the prodigal is restored, not a heart of punishment. Be prepared to have a heart of celebration when the prodigal is restored, not a heart of punishment. It says, now his older son was in the field. His older son was hardworking. His older son stayed with. His older son was getting things accomplished. He was the faithful son. And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants over and he asked them what this meant. He's like, listen, I should know of all people when a party's being called. How do I not know? Why do my servants know and I don't know? What's going on? And he said, your brother has come home. And your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. There's a celebration because his body and his soul are back safe. But the older son was angry and he refused to go in. He's like, you got to be kidding me. We're having a party for that? Unbelievable. I ain't going to that. I'm not going to celebrate that. I'm standing out here. Me and my self-righteousness are going to be very content out here. I did it correctly. He did not. I'm the one who was so phenomenal. And, and self-righteousness is just about as bad as selfishness. And all of God's people said, don't let self-righteousness take you over. Churches over the years have taught so much about doing the right thing and we end up turning it into self-righteousness. And it gets so easy for us to call it out. I had a great conversation with someone this week where we were talking about our upbringings led us very naturally to a self-righteousness that we would cling to and make it about ourselves and somehow we feel like we're honoring. And be careful, self-righteousness ain't where it's at. And all of God's people said, don't, don't miss that, man. Don't forget that. He was angry and he refused to go in. So his father came out and yelled at him. Is that what it said? No. His father came out and entreated him. 
The art of being a parent of children is knowing when to allow, when to entreat, when to deal with. And dad knew here, it's time to talk to this boy. It's time to entreat him. He went to spend some time with his self-righteous kid and to call him out a little bit. And as he went to him and entreated him, he answered his father and he said, look. And you have to hear that as harsh as that is. This is him talking to his, look. That is anger pouring out. That is control and judgment. That is massive disrespect. These many years I have served you and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. Dude, that's a weird statement, isn't it? <laughs> if your kids ever say that to you, something wrong has gone on, right? You didn't give me a goat. Like, what he's saying is, you did the fattened calf. Like, you haven't even given me the small, like a little goat. You didn't even give me a goat for a party, Dad. What are you doing with this massive fattened calf celebration? Where's my party? That's what he's saying. Where's my party? And then he says, when this son of yours, ooh, look, when this son of yours, he's totally disowning him. It's like, he has been disowned by me. He has to be disowned by you. I'm willing to do that, dad. You should too. When the son of yours, and the son of yours who has devoured your property with prostitutes, in case you were wondering some of where he was spending it, devouring it with prostitutes, you kill the fattened calf for him. He's been horrible to you. He's been disrespectful to you. He's been hurtful to you. Get even, dad. The bitter heart trying to teach the joyful heart what to do and he's completely wrong in it. And so the man responded to him and said, son, like, I don't know if I can say that soft enough. I hear my dad's voice as he talked to me and he'd say, hey boy, I know this, the gentlest of talks right now. Hey boy, son, come on. He's calling him across to a gentleness. And he says, son, you are always with me. And all that is mine is yours. Like, I love you. And I haven't kept anything from you. I'm lavishing it on, and you mean the world to me. And I've cared for you with all I've got. All that I have is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad for this, your brother. Notice the dad correcting him. No, 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 not my son, your brother. Your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. This is what we celebrate. We celebrate life. We celebrate forgiveness. We celebrate gentleness. We celebrate that in the middle of this broken world where people get things wrong, that as they come to Christ, we laugh with joy and we praise our God. He is a healing God. And all of God's people said, 
He came from death to life. He came from lost to found. Jesus is like, this is the kingdom. Y'all are getting caught up in self-righteousness. I need you to start seeing that we're talking forgiveness. You all are getting caught up and did it right from the beginning. I need you to know there is restoring it from the worst wrong. This is the kingdom. Our sin, paid and gone. My wrong covered and my God pouring over me and embracing me. Man, we are headed home to glory. This is the kingdom. This is the heart of the Father. So as we hurt in this world, as we long for our kids, for our family, for our friends, may God's heart be our heart. May his care be our compassionate prayer with all we've got. Lord God, help them to come to the survival instinct greater than the pride. Time to see you as king of all kings. And all of God's people said, dude, this world will bring pain and hurt. And we long for God to just wrap his caring arms around and walk us home to glory one soul at a time. Know this, man. We are headed home to forever, and it will be our homecoming. We are headed home to a place where families are restored, where we're seeing our loved ones that we've missed, where the moments of absence will become now massive laughter, celebration, and dancing. And I'm gonna need dance lessons because I don't know how, right? <laughs> it's gonna be awesome as everyone starts just lighting it up for God and his holiness for forgiveness and restoration, for death behind us, pain gone, we know the King. And all of God's people said, may we celebrate homecoming. May we celebrate forgiveness. May we celebrate forever with Him. And may we get ready to model it in this world and long to be able to express it. Lord God, you have my heart. And I am so vulnerable. And I pray like I've never prayed before. May you get all the glory. And all of God's people said, this is the heart of our dad, our heavenly father. May God get all the glory. Let's pray.